Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we are not looking at an episode of Frasier, but are instead looking at Dr. Frasier Crane's first ever appearance on television, starring in Season 3, Episode 1 and 2 on Cheers, Rebound, Part 1 and 2, which first aired on September 27th, 1984. So this is a special bonus episode that we offer to all those who donate £10 or more over on our coffee platform, which we've talked about before, and we'll mention again at the end, where they can select any media, any item of media, film, episode of TV, album, anything that they want. Key and I to review, limited to one per month. And this is the first one, so it might be a little bit ropey, so hang in there. And this episode is dedicated to the excellent, erudite, ludicrous Popinjay, who I know is currently watching the election with bated breath over in America. So, Key, I'm going to open this week and ask you, have you ever watched Cheers before you reviewed this episode? And what are your general thoughts on Cheers? Okay, so I've seen literally a handful of episodes. Okay, so it's not like a big thing on your list. Um, Certainly, this is the first time I've ever seen this episode. Mm -hmm. I will say, in regards to Cheers generally, I do think it's dated a bit more than Frasier as a show. I would agree, yeah. But it does have, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, I think the best theme tune in a television history. Wow, that's a massive Um, break. (laughs) Absolutely huge coming out of the blocks for that one. You really think it's that good? I I love the the Cheers theme song it's amazing and have you ever listened to the full song not just a bit on the tv show i'm not sure i have am i right in thinking it's is it gary portnoy um i Uh, I think it is yeah Yeah. Um, i've not listened to the full thing though does it does it really slap it's really it's an amazing song but there's some weird lyrics really Um, and just i've got the lyrics in front of me here so i'll read them out to you um in the second um all those nights when you've got no lights the check is in the mail and your little angel hung the cat up by its tail and your um, third fiance didn't show. Oh, that's kind of sad and depressing. It gets weirder. Um, roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead, the morning's looking bright. Your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everyone knows your name. Wow, I had no idea. It was all this, yeah, had this many layers. I mean, RIP Mr. Coffee first and foremost, but your husband <laughs> wants to be a girl. It's, it's it's not what you expect really for a TV show. But, um, it's not. It's not. But you're a big fan I, of the theme. Are you as much of a fan show. of the show? It's it's okay. I, I probably wouldn't sit and watch it last episode, the last episode, mm-hmm. like I would Frasier. Um, yeah. So I just I think for me, I really Cliff and Norm are great. Um, I think I'm right in saying that he launched a career of Woody Harrelson. I think is this the first thing, major thing that he was. I in? am fairly certain it's yeah, pretty pretty much his starting gig in the world as Woody Boyd. Yeah, and I and I love. It's weird. I love Ted Danson as an actor. But not necessarily that much in Cheers. Yeah, I am so with you there. I, I, I Ted Danson's a fantastic man, but as as Sam Malone, I yeah, he kind of rubs me up the wrong way a little bit sometimes. But um... I, I feel I should because we're talking about Ted Danson. I feel I should give a shout out because my nan had a huge crush on Ted Danson, <laughs> um, and I think she loves Cheers just because Ted Danson is in it. She also used to watch Becca, if you remember that, in which I think he played a doctor. I've never I seen. It. I didn't know. I'm not familiar. But, um, um, yeah, my, my nan loves Ted Danson. Well, shout out to Keys nan for loving Ted <laughs> Danson and for those little summary capsule review of Cheers where we get in. Um, I believe you mentioned that you've got a few 
uh, trivia questions for me, which I horribly have not prepared for you in return. So I'm sorry for that. But would you like to uh, pose them to me? I'm not feeling very okay. confident this week. Um, so I think I've got, I think, three questions. Oh, wow. You've really gone all out, man. I did have four, but I can't actually read one of my writing, my writing <laughs> for one of them. Your handwriting is famously uh, calligraphic, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go with three questions. Okay, okay. Okay, question number one. How many waitresses have they had in the last six months? Oh, okay. Sam names them, doesn't he? Um, they're all the ones he's scared off. Um, I'm trying to think how long the gag goes on for because there will be a point where it's kind of not funny anymore. Um, I'm going to say, I think it's somewhere between four to six if I was going to take an educated guess. I'm, I'm going to say five. Okay, there are eight waitresses ah, in six months. However... He. This is the second question. Is um, he names four waitresses? Don't ask you me to name four, them, Kay. <laughs> the four waitresses. Oh my god, I can't remember any of their names. One, one of them is the waitress actually at the time who walks out. So helps. Diane. Oh no, no, not Diane. The one who who walks out just before oh, Diane comes back. God. <laughs> oh man, this is hard. Man, I'm. I, I genuinely, I, I can't even guess, Kay. I'm so sorry for letting down your little um, meager trivia corner here. <laughs> so I've, I've got Joanne, who I think was the one That's very who, who walks name. out in the episode. Mm-hmm. And he also says Dee Dee, Angela oh, and Carleen, I, I think. They're all so like 80s cheers names. I should have got yeah, Dee Dee and Carleen. <laughs> I like, ah, oh, I should have got those. Um, but yeah, okay, I'm sorry, Kay. The... I'm butchering these. Final question. Okay. Who was God's gift to the world? Oh, Miss Kansas. Yes. Yeah, there we go. I remember that guy because I love Coach and he's got some great moments in this episode. Oh, I did have one question I didn't write down, but I was thinking I was going to ask you. They show the cheer sign a lot, obviously. It's pretty much the only establishing shot other than the outside. Do you remember what year it was established? Because it's on the sign. I think, is it? 1895. I, I am fairly confident it is 1895. Well played, wow. um, so it's got a, it's got a big pedigree. That bar that's pretty old for somewhere in America. You know, it's old. It I, is. I, I wonder are tourists going around there? Look at this bar from the the 19th century. I was in. Were they were they going around it back then? <laughs> no, no. Is that they going around it now? So oh yeah, like I think people. I think bar. it does drag a lot of people there. Um, I saw on the Wikipedia page some pictures of um what the set's like now. Um, but I've got. I think I've got that. A little bit later in the reviews, we'll get to that. But jumping into the review, we have our opening with Cliff. Um, and I can't remember Cliff Claven, that's his surname. It's It's been so long since I've watched an episode of Cheers before this that I, it's going to be rusty here. Um, but he's kind of entrance after he's been away to Florida on his, on his holiday that no one wants to hear about. We've all been in that position, I think, where we've been on a holiday and no one really wants to ask us about it. And we obviously get introduced to Coach here. Well, our, our introduction, he's been in it for three seasons now. Um, but so sad that this is the last season he was in. Um, I don't know if you obviously you, you know Woody came into it as his replacement, but yeah, Coach is only in the first three seasons. Um, I, I, he's just got such a warmth. He's a really great character in the way he's kind of like a paternal, um, in you know, figure to to Sam. And just I remember kind of reading some some articles from Shelley Long, who plays Diane, saying that you know toward the end of season three, when he was on set, he was really struggling, like breathing and stuff. And I think they were all in a little bit of denial. She said because they all loved him so much, and he wanted to be there that much that they kind of just, you know, pulled the wool over their eyes and carried on as if nothing was going on. So I think it really hit them for six. Um, but I think I think Coach is the first thing you notice about 
this episode for me and kind of the warmth he brings to the bar. It's interesting, actually, because for me, I think I said to you before we came on air, is that I, I think Cliff and Norm had the really funny moments for me. Yeah, they're the most iconic, I think, of Cheers. Having having watched this episode about three days ago now, when I look back, when I'm thinking back of me watching it, mm. well, my memories are probably of Coach. Oh, I um, think so, yeah. He drives Coach. the plot, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think... His, as you say, his warmth, I think, really is sort of the central point of this episode. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, he's, he, the way he cares for Sam, um, you know, he's the one who's caring towards Diane in a way that none of the other cast really are. Mm-hmm. I think he's the one, he's sort of, in this episode, I think he's very much the glue that holds them all together. Oh, I um, think so, yeah. He reminds me a little bit um, of, I suppose, his Fraser equivalent would be Martin, I think. I yeah, think I definitely think there's parallels there. Um, in the, Sort of got this sort of gruff older guy who's like got a heart of gold sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, he has a, a great line with the Mai Tai at the start. Uh, of that the is a really good line. That his laugh is so over the top. It's like the, the <laughs> studio, the, the live studio audience, as uh, Ted Danson always reminds us. Um, it's like they can't keep up with a the joke. They don't erupt with him. Um, I mean, when was the last time you used a blender, Keith? Have you ever used a blender? I think I have. I don't think I have. I think we have one downstairs or a food processor or whatever um, Americans call them, our colonial cousins. But uh, yeah, I don't tend to use them that often. But I mean, here's. I don't. What is Coach meant to be making? Is he making a cocktail? Is he making some kind of soup? Or I don't know. I assumed a cocktail. It must um, be because it can't be a mai tai. But I mean, it just looks a bit. I don't know. It almost looks like a, a screwdriver in you know, like orange juice and vodka. Um, almost like that right now. I could go for a screwdriver. Oh, right I could now. really use one of them right now. I've just had a lovely cottage pie, proper winter food, but very salty. I'm very thirsty now. Um, so we have the Cheers opening credits at this point. Uh, you you've already come out of the uh, um, you know in, in favor of the uh, of the theme you're a big fan i am going to be honest and say it's length infuriates me every time i watch cheers i mean i watched oh. all of season season one to five probably a year or two ago and then i haven't been back to it but weirdly the more we're speaking about the show for this special one-off episode the more endearing i feel to cheers and actually do kind of want to go back after after this which is weird i didn't expect that um but i always skip the opening credits you're I think. wrong I, i'm you're wrong, wrong. <laughs> i just think it's so long man i just think frazier's so understated it's that lovely little bit of like boss over that last five seconds a little animation in some cases no animation which infuriates me even more um but yeah i don't know i just think I, i'd be surprised if a lot of people if they don't if they have the option to don't reach for the uh the controller to skip the opening credits i'm really interested how many of our listeners do you think are the sort of people that when they're because obviously streaming services now offer the option to skip intro they do, yeah. Netflix I, brought that, didn't they, about a year ago to a bit of I muted... never, mm. never used that option. That's um, interesting. I, I really like the opening credits of TV shows because I'm like, oh, it's coming. It's co- the show is coming. I know they it's do, coming. <laughs> they do kind of set you, don't they? And they kind of, you know, bring you home a little bit. Um, there's some I would never skip. Um, and I think, you know, if I was particularly like knackered and I was just lying on my bed, just like, you know, vegetating, watching Cheers, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't skip it because I'd be like, I can't be arsed here. But I mean, I just obviously recently finished Gilmore Girls for the first time. That's got a very long opening credit. I would always use Netflix's skip option there. Um, unless quite I was away from the remote. But Gilmore Girls has quite a decent theme tune as well, doesn't it? it? That's got a really, it's Carol King. Um, what's the song called now? Um, Where You Lead. 
from a from tapestry the her great album from like was it late seven is or something um but yeah that's a really good theme that's a, you know, i really like that but i just think you know the credits like nearly a minute long i'm like you know come on come on now um oh, but well. i know i feel like we're gonna have to, uh... if i if me and you saw watch like 10 cheers episodes back to back at the start of every single one <laughs> i would sit there and go this is a good song man. <laughs> by the end of the show you would just be in my ear going making your way in the world today <laughs> i'm like getting it off mate. um <laughs> we have after the credits norm arrives obviously the crowd always chant norm when he enters the bar which i love i kind of wish that happened to me when i go into my local um Incidentally, this is a stupid point, but my dad actually has a friend who looks a bit like Norm, um, and he's a, he's a postman and also a kind oh. of volunteer firefighter as well. He looks a lot like Norm, so that that is what it is. I just thought I'd make that an observation. No, we're in a bonus episode when we get in these facts. Just <laughs> Maybe we should interview him on another episode. So I compared you to Norm in a random episode of my podcast. Do you want to talk about that? Um, Norm actually says something here, Key, or it might be Cliff to Norm, which is kind of weird because you brought up the other day about kind of slang terms for pregnancy and in the family way is one you brought up and uh i think cliff asks of norm's wife is she in the family way yet because they're trying for a child and although when you said that it, it chimed a bit with me i don't think i'd ever actually heard it properly so it was it was kind of great to to hear this so soon after you brought it up did, did you clock that yeah and in, interesting what i noticed is because i heard that from my nan is my nan is the one in my oh, family. Oh wow, man! She really must love cheers on some That's level. That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> now. Maybe, maybe our entire family has developed this phrase just from watching <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I love that. It's um, distinctly possible. It is distinctly possible. I mean, I hope this isn't a phrase that your nan also borrowed, which is that Norm's been shooting blanks recently when uh, he's been unable to get his wife pregnant. Some really good little early gags here. Um, you kind of. Obviously, I can't remember at the end of season two if you actually see Cliff away from the bar for a long time. I think it's between seasons two and three, because as far as I'm concerned, Cliff and Norm and that are in every episode. Um, so you never actually see what Norm is like without Cliff there, as far as I can remember. But I do love their kind of repartee, you know, the kind of romance they have. Cliff kind of gets on everyone's nerves. I mean, I saw a, a tweet race, uh, last night, actually, when all the election stuff was blowing up on Twitter. And someone said, Twitter is like a treehouse of horror version of um of real life where everyone is cliff <laughs> from cheers and it's just basically like because everyone has an opinion they always think they're right um and cliff is like he's 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 a lovable character but he you kind of hate him as well in so many episodes because that's exactly how he is he's someone who never ever thinks he's wrong and i i think i used to be a lot like that and i've talked about this on a podcast actually and when i hear cliff doing this i'm like god that is what it sounds like when you argue with someone at a pub quiz or something and it's just the worst trait i i just if, if i'm in an argument with someone i mean if i don't know them i'll just give in straight away i won't bother to what argue. about if you're a pub quiz though kian you know the answer and and i'm there kind of you know strong arming you give me like give me the pen kian you don't know this and you do know it what what do you do do you just let me cliff clave at you so what would happen is I would let you put the answer down, get it wrong, and then I would sit there for three weeks after going, you know, I told it was this. I didn't tell you. you know, I didn't tell you. Oh, the, old, the British defence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love pub quizzes and I've, I've recently got into a, a big habit of not do, basically doing what you've just said, actually, like not throwing in my two cents if I think I'm right. I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth it. 
just I said my piece. I said, oh, maybe maybe it's this, and they didn't go with it. Let's just let them wallow in the embarrassment if it's wrong. And then if you, if they're right, you just kind of go, oh, you know, fair play. You don't say anything. So, you know, it's one of those. Um, Sam enters at this point looking particularly kind of bedraggled. He's obviously been away. He's hitting the booze again. Obviously, a big part of Cheers is that Sam runs a bar, but is famously teetotal because he used to be an alcoholic. Um, and he has kind of various lapses as the show goes on, which I actually think is a, a really good part of his character. It's a really interesting kind of humanistic side to him. Do you think he's TV's most famous Lothario, you know, most famous for sleeping with so many women? Or is there anyone that kind of outsexes him in that part? I think he's definitely up there, isn't he? Yeah, it? I think him um, and Joey from Friends. Yeah, that was the, the other one I was sort of going to go to. And I'm trying to think of others because it's, it's kind of a famous trope and cliche. But I think I think Sam, I don't know, who do you who do you prefer out of Sam or Joey? There's a question. They're both very really different. Like so it'd be Joey for me. I really like Joey as well, man. They're both very different, aren't they? They're both kind of stupid, but in different ways. Um, like Joey's more childlike, whereas Sam's more, I don't know, kind of like pig-headed or something. I don't know. I feel like I'm doing a massive disservice here. but uh, Yeah, I agree. I think there's, a, there's an innocence about Joey that isn't there with Sam. Yeah, I, I don't think. think there's anything innocent about Sam. And that's kind of, although weirdly you do feel a warmth. I think Cheers has a lot of warmth to it. Um, that's one of the things that I do like because the fact it's always in the bar. I love the set, actually. Like, that was my next bullet point. Um, I do love the fact that it's 90% in the bar. Like, that, that is one of the things that keeps me going back to it when, whenever I, I watch an episode. But... Yeah, in terms of even though there is that warmth, I think Sam is very resistant to that. And he's although he is the linchpin that holds it all together, he's kind of repugnant in many ways. Um, he's not got great character traits. And what's interesting as well, I think, compared obviously you've, we've compared it a little bit there to Friends with Sam versus Joey, is that obviously for, for people of our generation, I think um, an on-off again relationship, people go, oh, like Ross and Rachel, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But to people older than us, I think they... Oh, they're like Sam and Diane. I think there's I've seen that on TV shows, like on Community, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. Someone's going, "Oh, they're just like Sam and Diane," and they go, "Oh, you mean Ross and Rachel?" And I go, "Yeah, we get it. You're younger than us." Okay. Um, oh, I think I've seen that gag actually on Community. I think like or, or someone says, "You're no Ross and Rachel" or something. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched Community, but yeah, I completely. It is like a generational thing, and I think Sam and Diane were the big will they, won't they of their time. Um, and obviously, cheers. You know, we we probably. We're assuming everyone listening knows Cheers, which 90% of them are going to. But, you know, it was a cultural phenomena. It was in many ways more popular than Frasier in terms of viewer figures. Um, you know, perhaps it's not as critically successful as Frasier, but um, I'd be surprised if Frasier drew more viewers. Partly because I just think in the 80s versus the 90s, there was just simply less good quality TV. You know, as the decades have gone on, there's just been more on TV. Um, there's more yeah, I mean, to compete it's like with. British TV, isn't it? If you look at the viewing figures for things like Morecambe and Wise back in the day, mm. literally the entire nation watched it on Christmas Day because there was only five channels and it was that. Yeah, like, I forgot so, about that. It got like seven, no, 50 million or something ridiculous, didn't it? Yeah, it's um, crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Um, I love the gag here from Norm about his wife's cycle, her you know fallopian cycle, menstrual cycle, pregnancy, whatever. Her cycle has more peaks than the Adirondacks, which is just a great little joke. I actually don't know where the Adirondacks are, the mountain range. Um, it's obviously somewhere in America, but I, I always forget. There's so many. There's the Cascades, the Rockies, the Adirondacks. I forget them all. Um, and we kind of get the first inclinations here about coach you know loving sam you know he's like this is this isn't right you know it's some, something's got to give and 
I just love how he kind of grabs his coat and he he's the one while the rest of them kind of loaf on their ass drinking. He's like, I've got to go and do something. I've got to help Sam here. Um, the whole like Diane not letting him in is ridiculous to me. Like I understand she's trying to cut Chia's out from her life, but like she loves coach always got on with coach. So would she really just be like this at the door? Like, sorry, coach, you've come to see me, but I'm trying to forget that part of my life. So go home. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you make of this? It's a bit weird. And I think the Western Union joke's a little bit weird as well. Um, yeah, it's kind of typical of coach, isn't it? Because he's 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 also really stupid. Um, I mean, I why like didn't this way, come off for you? I do like, and it does. It did make me chuckle when when she opens the door. And he goes, "I'm sorry, I didn't have, to, I didn't want to fool you like that." I did love um, that. I do love, love that. that little line. Yeah, um, and it is it is just so sweet that you know. For, I mean, I know obviously. I think um, Carla, I think, makes a comment to him to Sam when he's in the bar. But coach is the one who's actually going out and and doing something about it and trying to help Sam. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like Cliff and Norm, for instance, are completely passive. They're kind of um, enabling it, really, aren't they? And just their complete apathy to the fact he's, like, getting pissed in front of them. It's a bit, yeah, it's not great. It's not a great look for those guys. Exactly. I mean, especially given, that, you know, they know his background. They know they know Sam. Um, you know, as his friends, just sort of sitting on by watching it a little bit. Yeah, completely. Um, I, I, I think the... The reconciliation between between uh, Diane and Coach when he goes to her apartment is really touching. Um, again, it's just that innate warmth from Coach. And uh, Diane's an interesting one because people, it's always like, who do you prefer, Diane or Rebecca? Cause if, you, if, you, if you're not familiar listeners, or indeed, I think you probably do know Key, but obviously you're not a cheer super fan. After Diane left, after season five, Kirstie Alley joined the cast as the main female lead as Rebecca. And it's always like, who do you prefer? I've not seen enough of Rebecca to have a decision, but I, you know, I don't like Kirsty Alley in real life, but I have nothing against Rebecca. And Diane, co- sorry, you go, think, you go. When I think of Rebecca, I always think of that Simpsons parody of Cheers they did, um, <laughs> and it's just um, it's Sam like combing his hair in front of the mirror, and uh, Carla saying to him, "Look, Sammy." You can't get married to Rebecca on the same day as you're going on a date with Diane without the other one knowing. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that gag. Is that the same like one where uh, Norm like smashes his beer on the side? He's like, uh, "Give me a drink, you damn lousy heck!" It's like, "Hey, see uh, those pipes of karaoke." Are you showing Cliff hold him down? <laughs> yeah, and, um, and he's like, "I love you guys." I love, you. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Diane, she's always she's kind of annoying in many ways. She really great on you in some episodes but she is an interesting character like she's kind of you know the heart and soul of cheers along with sam in the early seasons and it, it's interesting to see where people fall on the diana rebecca um debate but um i, I just I, I this is a really frivolous point before we actually get to the first sighting of frazier in this episode is i love the tradition and i don't know if this is at bars everywhere in america or this is just a cheers thing i think it's at bars everywhere but i've only ever noticed it in in the cheers is of handing out a little square napkin of every beer. Like they put it on, on the napkin, almost like a coaster. But then also, you know, you've got a napkin if you need one. I just think it's a really nice touch. And they do it for every beer they serve on this show. Like I just remember clocking every time they serve a beer. They just they just put that little little thing down. Did you notice this? I love it. I don't know what it is about it. I did not notice it at all. That's it. It's, it's a nice thing. Is that you go to the bar, they slip you the little the little coaster. I don't know. It's just, it's just nice. It's a nice little attention to detail. Um, and I, I just think, I think they do that more in the US than here, but then maybe they've got like a massive... Maybe there's just a giant dearth of um, no, a wealth of napkins in landfills over there because they just give them out so willy-nilly. Um, perhaps it's not such a good thing. But we have 
the first sighting, as I as I teased, of of Kelsey of Fraser here. Did you did you clock where he was, Key? The first sighting we have of him. It's a bit I like, where's did. Wally? Uh, yeah, a couple of thoughts on this. One, where's Kelsey? One, I genuinely forgot this was the first episode that he appeared in. Oh, really? So, or you just thought we were watching it just for I'm, fun? <laughs> we're sitting there thinking, why isn't he talking? Why is no one noticing him? <laughs> he just sat there. And, um, and the second one is, is that obviously people talk a lot about um, David Hyde Pierce getting the role of Niles because he looks so much like a young Kelsey. Which he does, think, yeah. If you've never seen Kelsey when he's young, you've just seen Frasier. I think you can sort of raise your eyebrows at that a little bit and go, they don't know. Yeah, they can kind of work as brothers, but they're not, you know, spitting image or anything. Then mm. you see a young Kelsey and God, Jed is a resemblance, isn't there? Um, Massively so. Um, there's there's a famous like photo shoot, um, like a press photo of David Hyde Pierce being kissed on the cheek by, I think, Perry Gilpin. And he's got like Buddy Holly glasses on and this almost identical gray, like tweed um, blazer, a bit like the the plain gray one Frazier's got on in this episode. And he looks, he looks, Iran, he looks super cool, but he also looks a lot like Kelsey does in this episode. Um, yeah, sorry, you were going to say something, Kelsey, I think. No, I think it's just, it's so, uh, as, um, Obviously, as more of a Frasier fan, you're literally just sitting there. I was sitting there going, come on, he's about to speak. He's about to speak. Come on, you can do it. It's the fact um, that he's leaning against the wall when, when Sam comes out of his office and he's just there against the wall by the door. And I'm like, why is he there? Like, What are they doing here? Like, before he comes to the bar, he's just kind of loitering. It's so strange. The setup is so weird. I've just literally put like WTF on my, on my Word document here. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it, it is it is what it is. It's it's freaking crazy. I mean, Diane returns at this point and we have what so much of Cheers' early seasons are built on, which is that verbal sparring between between her and Sam, but also between all of them. Carla obviously hates Diane. Sometimes that's funny. Sometimes it borders on kind of sociopathic and gets on my nerves a little bit. But like one thing I notice immediately is how much louder this is as a show compared to Frasier. I have all of the Frasier audio on a Google Drive, and a lot of people on the Reddit have also have this, and they use it to fall asleep to because Frasier is such a nice show to listen to in the background. There's obviously shouty moments, but but not much. Cheers, you could not do this with. I just feel like there's so much sparring constantly. The dynamic is just completely... It's a, as much as one is a spin-off of the other, they're worlds apart in terms of... Their approach and their tone and their style as shows mm-hmm. completely different. Um, there was there was one thing I noticed here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to know your thoughts on it. Like we get we find out that Diane has been in the sanatorium for three months. Yeah, a bit of a weird reveal actually. I forgot that. Of course, then there's there's little um you know comments about her being um crazy. I think and things like that. How do you think that sits in today? I, you know, obviously. Mental health and, and modern society. Do you reckon you'd get away with those sort of jokes now in a modern show? I definitely don't think you would. Um, I completely forgot about the sanatorium thing. But yeah, I think like the jokes about Diane being neurotic and stuff are kind of the the bread and butter of the jokes against her in the early seasons. And she has like weird facial tics and stuff that she does. Or maybe that was just in the Frasier show where she comes back. I can't remember. Um, I feel like she does that in some point in Cheers too. But yeah, I think generally she is she's kind of really nervous and kind of anxious all the time. And yeah, the other there's just no sympathy toward her from basically any of the characters in the show. Like Diane must have a lot of resilience because I, I struggle to think of any of the main cast that actually, other than Coach, 
kind of give her, a, you know, a, a friendly kind of arm around the shoulder and then, you know, you're one of us here. Um, she really doesn't get that treatment or from my very foggy memories of seasons one to five, I don't recall her having that treatment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a funny one. Did you kind of think the same? Yeah, I find that um, I think there is, I mean, I don't really understand why she would want to go there because she doesn't really get on with most of them. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, I think I can't even remember the reason she gets the job in the first place. She must have just moved there trying to make some money. I think like she's trying to write a book or something and she's, she decides to like get a job so she can have the experience to write the book. Um, I'm trying to remember. Obviously, that we should we should caveat this by saying you know, these these special episodes that we review, we're not going to know the full context of whatever we're reviewing, like we do Frasier, um, because it's just a bit of fun. Um, so obviously, there will be people out there that are going, "What are you talking about? You're getting cheers completely wrong," um, which is completely fine. We know that, but obviously, let us know in, in listener mail and stuff, and we can read those out. But yeah, an interesting one. Um, I'd be very interested to hear people's thoughts on Diane. Um, the listings. I'm sure people have them. A lot of you will know Cheers, but all of you will know the episode where she appears on Frasier. Um, a good fact key I've got is that John Ratzenberger, who plays Cliff Glavin, has, as far as I'm aware, um, has voiced a character in every Pixar film. Is he the dinosaur in Toy Story? I think he's the pig. Um, oh, okay. I think the uh, the dinosaur is Wallace Shawn, who is from My Dinner with Andre, which we've talked about before because it's obviously referenced in Frasier. Um, is he the little? He's quite short. Yeah, I he's think. the he's the butler yeah. in Haunted Mansion. Do you remember the Haunted Mansion? Yes, I do know. He was yeah. also in Gossip Girl. Oh, and, you've um... seen Gossip Girl. <laughs> That what is happened? surprising. Wow. Whenever he hugs anyone, right, he always goes, not enough. And then he hugs them again. And oh he's so adorable. God, that surprises me, Kim. My brother's a huge fan. That is really surprising. When did you watch that? Um, genuinely, I think I probably watched it from like four years ago or so. And Would you and recommend think, it? Yeah, I kind of would. Yeah, mm. I liked it. It's a terrible ending. The ending is dreadful. But, oh, really? Um, it's watchable. It's certainly watchable, particularly uh, the first couple of seasons in particular. I'd, yeah, I'd recommend it. Wow, there you go, listeners. I'm about rebooting it, actually. I'd, I'd, say that again, sorry. I'm all about rebooting it or doing a remake or God, something. Everything's getting the reboot treatment, isn't I'm it? Not, I'm not a fan. No, I'm, I mean, we, we haven't spoken. I'm not going to give my opinion, actually, because we're going to do a bonus, aren't we, on the Frasier reboot and potential things there. So we'll, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give an opinion on that. But I'll leave it at a lot of things are getting rebooted at the moment. Um, speaking of Frasier, and this is really the end of part one, so we're just going to kind of segue into part two pretty seamlessly here. This is the way this bonus episode is going to work. Um, his entrance in the end of part one is so strange. He just kind of, sorry to startle you, you know, hi, Sam, um, just kind of appears at the bar. It's kind of just nuts and weird and also kind of iconic as well to those of us who know Frasier. Um, and even though this is his first ever performance as Frasier, the way he walks around the bar, the way he delivers his lines, I think he's very close to the Frasier we know. And I, I, I was expecting, watching this back, to think, oh, man, he's going to be so over, overly formal here. And he's going to be really hamming it up. And I think he's actually, like, given this is his first ever performance as Frasier, he's really good. I think that I agree with you on Kelsey. I think Kelsey has a really strong grasp of the character from day one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the writers had a particularly as strong a grasp Oh, I definitely agree with that. Um, and I think particularly as we go into the second part and he's and he's counselling Sam, 
Mm-hmm. Some stages, I'm sort of scratching my head a little bit, saying, "Are you doing it?" Um, that's not the the, the Fraser I know, sort of thing. So I, I don't. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on Kelsey and his characterization of the character. And it'd be interesting to know how much of the character's development was shaped by Kelsey going forward. Because um, mm. as as you say, I think he gets a lot of that character, the core of what what Fraser is. Kelsey seemed to have from day one. Um, but I think it's certainly interesting how much the writers perspective and and writing of of the character evolved over time yeah i think it's a brilliant point i think how how they develop the character fraser is really interesting because yeah they're not going to know what they're doing with him early doors he's just a love interest for diane and weirdly i I think him him and diane are, are really well suited to one another especially in these two episodes they come across as like the perfect couple in many ways um they're both kind of neurotic they're both kind of you know fussy but also you know intelligent and have they're kind of warm as well in a weird way i just think yeah i think they pair really well but yeah i just when you actually think about the steps that had to be taken over the over the 11 seasons that that, that cheers was on obviously fraser was only in you know from season 3 onwards um the steps that were taken to have him as a spin-off it's nuts. We've talked about this before. The fact that he was the one given the spin-off, to me, having not seen all of Cheers, it's unfair of me to say this. It just it was crazy. I can barely remember any of Frasier in seasons three to six of Cheers that I've watched. I can't even tell you an episode that centers around him, any iconic moments or lines. He blurs into the background and when I think of Cheers. I just think immediately of Sam, Carla, Norman Cliff, and then occasionally Coach and Woody. But yeah, it's just it is it's it's really crazy. Um, I mean, in the beginning of this as this part two, Sam has agreed to to let Frazier kind of try and 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 um, give him some therapy about his drinking problem, and we give we see Frazier giving some rare in person one on one therapy to mixed results. I think it's fair to say. Do you want to talk us through this uh, in person therapy, Key, and what you made of this? <laughs> Like there it is again. Quit, quit. (laughs) This is where I was really scratching my head because he was all over the place. It was. I didn't understand it. It was like he was giving like an improv class. I um I wasn't sure. I think I wasn't sure if I was missing something with not being a huge Cheers fan or something. No, I think you got everything you needed to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, just go before I go into that. I will just say, um, on your point about being crazy that Frage has a spin-off. I think it's interesting actually how many successful spin-offs are with side characters so to speak rather than possibly a main main character mm. um obviously we spoke about joey his spin-off from friends was notoriously unsuccessful i'm um, just just a quick anecdote i remember seeing season two the entire season two of joey being given away in a box of cornflakes in a supermarket when i was a kid um that has geez. stayed with me and haunted me forever um but yeah you carry on so yeah sitcoms side character spin-offs I think, I think it's the nature of it, though. I think that if you've seen a character in a certain environment for 10, 11 years, I think it's very difficult for you to see them in a different environment away from the co-stars, away from that that particular set. In, and so it's very it's difficult to see them as the same character, and that's why I think a lot of spin-offs based on big popular characters often fail. Whereas with someone like Aphrasia, I think it's a bit more of a blank slate for the writers to be able to create a new world and and to put a new spin on the character because you don't have that resistance from perhaps the previous fan base in quite the same way you would with a Joey. That's a really good point, yeah. I, I just think, um, I, again, it's unfair to say, having not seen all 11 seasons of Frasier, but 
I, I mean, people very, very rightly and, and may well have been very connected to Frasier in the way a lot of Friends fans were connected to Joey. But for me, Frasier was always a little bit of an outsider at Cheers, and that was the point. He was intelligent. The others there aren't. He he kind of, he found community there against all odds, um, which is what made him interesting and why they decided to keep him there. And maybe that's why his his spin-off works so well, because he goes against type in that way. But I, I completely agree with what you just said. And I'd be interested to see if people are fans of spin-offs more generally, if there's any others we've missed that they, they like. Because once you take and transplant a, a beloved character from that environment to somewhere else, like Joey, I don't know, where is he, Florida or something? It's like even the, the whole climate and, and the world is different to, to New York, which I think is a big selling point of Friends, to me at least. Everything changes there, so... Yeah, you, you're either Frasier winning 37 Emmys, you're Joey being given away in a pack of cornflakes. Um, that is the spectrum, I think, of the, of the spin-offs I there. I'll tell you what, I do think, I mean, Joey, it's not great. The, the first season's not too bad. I didn't think it was bad enough to be in a pack of cornflakes. No, I completely but... agree. And also, a whole season in a box of cornflakes is a really good gift. Like, that's a really... It is, I would buy cornflakes yeah. a bit more now. You're kind of losing money not buying that. I think it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not bad at all. Um, my, my next bullet point is that Ted Danson's hair is so unbelievable unbelievably thick i mean i have thick hair and it's, it's currently in need of a trim but sam malone's hair in this show did you not just just not just stop to notice it this episode because it is literally like it looks like if you threw a pencil at it it would like it would never come back out again it's insane it's such 80s hair it for me is, isn't i think of hair in the 80s i think of sam malone and i think of someone who's always got like a comb in their hand just ready to comb their hair whenever they get a sperm in it I tell you, he needs a co. <laughs> he, he needed one in this episode because, yeah, I know what you mean. The kind of the greaser slicking, slicking it back. And I remember you mentioned, is it Kanicki? All those, all those weeks back in, it might yes. even have been the first episode of this podcast. Certainly in the first five or so, you mentioned Grease and, and Kanicki. Um, but yeah, that is kind of what Sam is, isn't it? He's kind of like half jock, half greaser, you know, always really popular at school and never kind of grew out of that. Um, always had a Letterman jacket on kind of thing. Um, he's an interesting character for sure in both appearance and, and, and characterization. The um, next bullet point I've got really here is really the main thing I wanted to bring up. Um, we haven't got to talk about it in depth, but it's just the main point I wanted to make. The main difference, I think, between Cheers and Frasier, and it's why I find watching Cheers slightly more exhausting than watching Frasier, is that basically every single line is a joke. Every single line from someone is a punchline and normally has a laugh track. And by laugh track, I mean... The, the the live studio audience laughing with them so it's it's a bit different to a laugh track but like you know like when every everything carla says like every single moment like i'm waiting for the laugh track there's the punch there's the pause hardly a- any of them hold a normal conversation where there's not a punchline did you notice this because this is what kind of rubs me the wrong way yeah i completely agree i think mm. that in, in frasier they take the time to build up to a joke and they're not afraid to have that very, very long um, maybe interplay or long monologue, and you know it's building to the joke, but they're happy to take that time to get there. They're to take the scenic route if they have to. Mm. Whereas this, it is bang, 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 bang. And in fairness, I can understand why at the time it was so popular. Um, I think I think I might have spoken before, you know, Croft and Perry, two of the, the all-time great comedy writers, mm-hmm. said that if you want a show really to last and to have longevity, you need your audience. You can't be a product of its time. 
you need your audience to not really be able to necessarily connect with them or you have to be laughing at them but not necessarily feel like you are them mm-hmm. um, and i think that's in many ways a difference between fraser and cheers i think the reason cheers doesn't necessarily have the same longevity as fraser is because it's very much i think a product of the 80s and therefore it it you know a 10 year old today is probably not going to watch cheers and have the same impact as someone who watched it back then whereas with fraser think well obviously people will say oh i'm just like niles in this i'm just like fraser in this mm. um, to an extent you don't have the same world as them you to, to an extent you are the outsider looking at them and laughing at them mm-hmm. um and i think that's why it continues to resonate with people i think that's why it continues to have that sway um because it, it's still funny because you're always going to be the outsider look, looking at them you don't need to understand their world in order to laugh I think I, I think that's I think it's really brilliantly put. Um, I, I I think as well with a show like Cheers. I mean, largely one of the reasons it was so popular is because these are blue collar people. They're far more relatable than the characters in Frasier. However, because of this setup of them constantly making jokes out of everything, and it's just gag per minute, it's like a machine gun of gags just being fired out of everyone's mouth. They kind of throw up more walls than they break down in terms of actually getting close to these characters and feeling that warmth and feeling that connection. Whereas you're laughing at Fraser and Niles because they live, you know, classes and and, and leagues above the, uh, above us in society, but yet you empathise with them far more than I I do with the Cheers characters. Um, maybe that's unfair for me to say, having not watched the show all the way through and not kind of lived with them in the same way I have Frasier, which I've rewatched, you know, probably into the double digits now. Um, but you know, something makes me do that rather than than with cheers. So, but yeah, yeah. The nature of the comedy is such that it's just it does take longer as as a cheers fan. Mm-hmm. I think really to build a relationship with the characters, just because you don't have that insight into their personality, just because it is joke, 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 joke. You don't have those softer moments that you have in mm. a show like that. Perhaps comes more readily in a show like Frasier. It yeah. doesn't to say that Cheers doesn't have it, but it's just not necessarily in the same quantity. Yeah, for sure. I think with the bar setting as well, it can be a double-edged sword because you think, right, we've only got one setting for them. They're always there. They're always talking to each other. That's a blank canvas to, to explore any aspect of their private lives because it's it's just dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Whereas with Frasier, we have you know KACL, we have the Nervosa. They move around a lot more. Um but you know, but obviously that's what you would think would be the case. But you know, not necessarily is what happens from them being at the bar all the time. It tends to maybe be a little bit more one note in some aspects, just because you know they're they're often there to forget about what's going on in their home lives, so they don't want to talk about it. So we don't see it. So you know, we end up getting the more frivolous aspects of their personalities. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, be very interested to see what people think about you know, the stuff we've said so far, particularly about Cheers. I have a feeling people are going to love Cheers and are going to be really worried that we're attacking it, which we're definitely sure. not. I mean, I, I definitely like Cheers. Um, I'm on the I'm on the record saying I like Cheers. Um, I don't love it like I love Frasier. Um, it's a perfectly good show. If you put a show, if you put Cheers on on a Saturday morning, I'd sit and watch it more than it, happily. It's wholesome as hell, isn't it? Like it's it's it is really wholesome. And I've just remembered when Joey goes to London he puts cheers on doesn't he and he hears the theme tune and it makes him really sad yeah because he wants to be back home and like i when i watch cheers i do still get that feeling that i get from frazier it's a bit like you're safe you're home these are your people it's a really lovely like warmth warm show so yeah you know i I, i'm definitely not doing a massive disservice to cheers here and i'm definitely going to finish it at some point um 
I've not like read up what happens or anything. The plot's still not been spoiled to me. I don't know how it ends, um, which I think is pretty nuts, really, considering our relationship with the Frasier show. It's kind of something yeah. you think would get spoiled by now. Um, Frasier orders a white wine spritzer at this point, Keith. Do you know what one of, the, one of these is? Because I've heard this drink since I was a kid. I hear it all the time. My nan used to have them. I don't even know what they are. I have no idea. I know that um, when they went to Las Vegas, Ned Flanders orders a, a white wine. Yes, spritzer. white wine spritzer. 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 That's, I watched that episode not long ago. God, man, me and you have got to do some Simpsons episodes. Um, in fact, someone mentioned some Simpsons, uh, someone else who's donated, I can't remember who, said they might pick either the Springfield files or You Only Move Twice. Um, oh, I would love that. And I just said, listen, me and Key, we freaking love The Simpsons and we it love would those be a three two hour podcast episodes. So <laughs> um, but there you go. So that's in the offing. Um, where was I? What did I ask you before The Simpsons? Oh, yeah, White Wine Spritzer. White Wine Spritzer. So, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna Google this now because I wanted to see if you knew. Um, I wanted to give you a chance to uh, wow our listeners. I assume it's just white wine with something cutting it. It's a, it is a cocktail. Imagine, I always imagine it wasn't particularly strong because of Ned Flanders ordering it. It's, th- it was- it's three parts white wine and one part sparkling water or club soda. So basically, it is a watered-down wine. So yeah, <laughs> that, I think Ned is kind of the archetypal drinker of a white wine. Spritzer, spritzer. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, we have this really surreal flashback to how Frasier and, and Diane met which could have been so much better than this bizarre croquet game at the sanatorium <laughs> where not, Diane almost like curb stomps some old woman. Um, have you ever played croquet key? Cause this is the kind of like lawn game that gets thrown up at like, you know, sometimes if you go to a party in the summer or you go to a wedding that's outdoors, sometimes we have chance, chance encounters with croquet. Have you ever had one? I have not had a chance to encounter with croquet. It sounds so over glass, but I mean, I've played it before and it was a lawn set from a supermarket. You know, it wasn't like on the grounds of a stately home. Um, But you've you've never (laughs) played it. We were running in different circles on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you've never played. Have you ever been tempted? To pick don't, up, you just knock the ball through the little hoop. Yeah, it? but you've got to do it from between your legs. Um, you have to swing the bat between your legs, and um, you have to hit the ball through like one way. You can't like if you if you overshoot it, you've got to knock it back and go back around through the through the one direction. Um, I assume it's like a bit like golf. You have to go through an X amount of hoops to win. Oh uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's. Um, yeah, yeah, I think there's normally like three or four, and it's the first person to get through them all. Um, it's not, you know, it's it's decent. It's not the worst game in the world, but I do you it, aim for someone else's ball to knock them off course. I think, yeah, you you can hit other people's actually. Um, you can smack your ball into theirs. I don't know if that's like an, an illegal move or if it's encouraged. Um, but I definitely think that's a thing that happens. So maybe other people who know could could tune in here. Um. I love the gag with Fraser getting paged here. He's like, you know, you, you know, now I've given you therapy, Sam. I will always be there for you whenever you need me. And then he gets paged. Like, oh, I bet this is important. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this to me, that was just like something straight out of Fraser the show. I was just like that. That level of writing is 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 like pitch perfect for me. It's like a little um, flash forward in a sense. It's his mm. little moment of Fraser as he will be in that yeah. first moment. Um, and I say it's so so interesting just to see the start of this character. Because it is, I mean, he is such a long, I mean, am I right in thinking he is the longest running current character in a sitcom, I think? Oh, he's got to be up there, if not number one, yeah, for sure. I mean, what's um, it been? It was eight or eight years in, in Cheers and then 10 years in, and he also appeared yeah. in Wings as well. Yeah. 
it's so interesting to see him at the start of that journey and what he's going to become. And you do get these very, um, no, I don't think the writers have got a great grasp on, on who he will be at this stage, but you do get these little moments when you see who he's going to be, even in the first episode. And it is really, it's amazing to see. I think it's really, really interesting. No, I completely agree. Um, and that, that, I think you're really right. That, that little gag is like a window into, into the Frasier that we know and love. And it's kind of lovely to get these little travel back in time and see the jokes that will make him what he is and that will make him win, you know, his show, 37 Emmys. Um, I love Sam's non-horny rant, as I've labeled it here, where he's basically saying how unattracted he is to Diane, that he could be on, you know, he could spend time on a merchant Navy ship or whatever for seven years, then be on an island, be in prison for 12 on an island. She could come out of the surf naked and I'd ask her for the hockey scores. Um, really, really great little monologue there. Um, and kind of the opposite to what we're used to hearing in Frasier, which is how horny everyone is for each other. So um, I really like that. Um, and I think Sam and Diane's interaction is is a strong point, is a high point in the episode, because as annoying as those two are in there, will they, won't they, it does form a lot of the tension, narrative tension for Cheers. So you can't, if you don't love that, then you, if you don't get on board with that, you just can't get on board with Cheers, I think. I think for me, that that little bit there between Sam and Diane, and, and particularly as you said, Sam's sort of monologue, that for me is probably my favourite part, certainly the second part of mm. the uh, double bill. Um I'd be inclined to agree, I think. Yeah, I mean, I really do. I do like, I said, like Coach at the start and his little interaction with Diane. So in the first part, I really, really like that. It's really strong. Um, but I think definitely the second part, uh, I think it's certainly up there. Mm, for sure. I mean, I, I, really my last bullet point is concerning their their kiss. Um, I mean, you know, Fraser's like, oh, come on, give her a kiss. Like, it's weird for him to say that to me. Um, it was the 80s. Things, social mores were different. Um but just the way they kind of lean in and, you know, you can see Sam's kind of going for the full on and Diane doesn't know whether to offer a cheek. And eventually you get this really slow, protracted, like brushing of the lips. Um, it is a good little bit of physical comedy from both of them. And like, Ted Dancer, when you look at him in this show, isn't someone you would assume would be good with physical comedy. But I think he does a good job. And he is quite physical in this episode. He's constantly leaning over the bar, grabbing drinks, you know, um, jumping around his office like he has a lot to do you know he's not just kind of sitting leaning against the bar like he normally does in the in the central portion you know he actually is moving around and kind of going through the the ringer a little bit so i think it's testament to to his physical acting as well but it's it's a funny way to bring the episode to a close yeah and and ted danson he's got that in his locker he can he can do the physical comedy you know um whether he's given the opportunity or not in the episode i'd always feel confident that put him in the situation write it he'll do it um mm -hmm. what did you think just one last point from me is what did you think of um parlor's reaction to diane going to work there again is that when they have to like, drag her off towards the pool room and they all start to jump on her and she's like at last some help and she's had experience too i hope she can start right away oh yeah then sab's like hey hang on and then they like drag her away like no you think i'm gonna kill her um <laughs> I mean, it made me laugh, but like again, Carla is probably my least favorite character in Cheers um, because she's very she's exhausting. She is exhausting. Like she, her voice is kind of annoying, and I know that's part part of Rhea Perlman's shtick, and she's a good actor and she's funny. And for me, she will always be the mom in Matilda. But she in this show, so much of her character is just ribbing other people. It's constant jibes and barbs at other people, mainly Diane. And to, to me, 
that kind of humor is not my not my bag i sometimes think it's a little bit lazy humor um you know frasier is a show that's funny but it never really resorts to being mean-spirited in any way whereas i feel a lot of cheers is mean-spirited um especially when you have a character as you know hateable as cliff despite his his good you know aspects and and carla as well so yeah i mean what about you how did you make what did you make of this yeah it was again it was okay but i wasn't really I don't know. I wasn't really sure about it. You sold on it. Um, I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind a character like Carla in small doses, but mm. I'd want her more as a occasional guest star more than a main cast member. If I was writing a show, yeah, um, just because I think she is quite. She can be quite tiring just because of her nature, and and she's got so much sort of fight and. She's so um, feisty, isn't she? Yeah, um, yeah. I can understand why people aren't necessarily if, if someone's not sold on her. You know, yeah, I think there um, was definitely ways of treating her and ways of writing her character um, in a different way. I mean, I like parts of her, and I like she's she's really protective of Sam um, in a way that she's almost like a sister to Sam, and I really enjoy that dynamic. Um, you know, she always calls him Sammy, and you know, she she kind of hates all the women that that, that he goes around with, and. There's, there's an unlikely friendship between him and Carla because he's kind of only into looks and appearances and, you know, really attractive women. Um, you know, I like those aspects to her and she's kind of got a, she has her moments with Woody and Cliff and Norm, but it, exhausting is the word, I think. Um, and it can be, you know, once you've heard one mean spirited joke and episode, you're like, okay, you know, let's just write it in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, sorry, what you're going to say. I've just um, while we're doing this, I've just found out she she separated from Danny DeVito. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've got no intention of getting divorced. This is according to Wikipedia. Okay. Um, and apparently, in the last years of their marriage, um, they became close, more friends than they are like a couple sort of thing. Oh, um, right, kind of, so, kind of sad, but kind of nice, I guess. A little bit of sweet. Yeah, a little bit of sweet. I think is the word there. Um, quite a nice way to end the episode, I think. Yeah, um, <laughs> on that kind of bittersweet moment. Um, um, in terms of fr- cheers, I'm a good friend, but um, probably we're not a couple anymore. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you're not going to get divorced and cut around. It's yeah, cut it out your life forever, are you? Um, but we can still see each other occasionally, hang okay. out, have a, have a nice weekend together. Nice weekend. Um, I mean, you've got custody of Frasier. That's what you say. Yeah, yeah uh, pretty much. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a great analogy and probably where I'm at as well. Though I am very tempted to go back actually. And when it gets close to Christmas, I don't know if you're like this. I love watching Christmas themed episodes of, of sitcoms. Yes, I do, yeah. and, and, and and especially like even ones I've not seen before. I just love Christmas specials. Um so I, I was looking actually last night at, at, at famous Cheers Christmas episodes. There wasn't a load, but I mean, there's got to be some because that bar, that set must be so cozy at Christmas. Like it's it's asking to be decorated. So um, yeah, I'm going to maybe revisit some of those this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm at this time of year now where I start making my list of all Christmas movies and Christmas TV specials ready to, oh, to go man. through. Oh, I, I Please share that with me because I, I am one and the same. And, you know, if people wanted us to review something Christmassy, I think that would be great as well. But yeah, please share that list with me at some point. Cause, and we should we should maybe just watch something anyway together, like over Discord. I, I do that with... Uh, some other friends who obviously when we can't watch things in person so that's quite quite nice um but yeah thank you so much to ludicrous pop and jay for uh being our first inaugural bonus episode um kind of test subject and recommending i think what is a brilliant way to kick this this initiative off by looking at um 
Fraser's first ever TV appearance. We had, had a lot of fun going back and revisiting these and obviously talking through them with you, Key's been really good fun. Um, I don't know when the next one of these will be. Um, hopefully in a month or two at the very latest. Um, I can't remember who it is, actually, and I'm so sorry if you're listening right now, who recommended the Simpsons episodes. There's so many usernames and real names that they all get conflated in my head. Um, but I'll, I will try and track you down because we definitely want to do that. And a Simpsons episode is like 20 minutes. It's just like a Frasier one. We can we can pump out an episode like that in no time. Uh, I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this because I'm not sure when we're going to put this episode out. Um, so I'm not going to say, oh, and look forward to this episode next week because I have no idea what Frasier episode we'll be doing. But as I say, you can you can pick one of these for us to review if you donate £10 or more at ko-fi.com slash FraserPod. We'll do, I'll just say... Do, oh, sorry, um, you're going to say, okay. Because if you have donated £10, uh, please do feel free to get in touch and... Yes. Um, ...to name... Uh, you know, anything TV, film, anything at all um, that you would like a review of. Absolutely. Um, I think I dropped most people a message who have given me their, given their donation. So thank grateful for that. Um, If by some, you know, chance I haven't messaged you, then then let me know. But I think there should be some outstanding ones there. But yeah, do get in touch. Uh, But we'll be doing one of these once a month. Um, If we have that many, they'll never be more than once a month. And you'll still be getting your Frasier episodes as well. Until next time, I've been Will. Ben Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. See, our troubles are all the same You want to be where everybody knows your name